You are listening to The Mark Milton Show with a smash. Hosted by former Department of Justice Tax Division Attorney Mark Milton, the STL tax lawyer. Here's Mark Milton. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll and ride. I'd be wearing my six shoes, my pony on a cattle drive. Yeehaw, Smash. We are broadcasting the Mark Milton Show with the Smash. From the Miller Furniture Studios, presented by STLTaxLawyer.com, smashes in the standing position <laughs> as, as he works out a leg cramp. Um, you look good. You look good, Stan. I kind of like that. Well, it's a little it. intimidating because you're standing across the table from me like you're ready to just pounce, pounce. on me. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. And that is the guys that are putting on with this leg cramp, when in reality, I wish to pounce on you. Platonically uh, well, speaking, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Mark Milton show. I'm supposed to be here right now. So I tell you what, man, this Johnny Depp kind of came out of this uh, thing, kind of like smelling like roses, didn't I, he? I guess. I don't really know. I haven't really followed it. Well, everybody says that this Amber Heard was kind of like a the, the biatch to him, you know? Yeah. It kind of intimidated him. But here's what gets me. How can a woman chase a guy around a nine-bedroom home and he hiding every one of the bedrooms. And he's afraid of her. Or did he know of her crazed nature? And so that way he'd have something to talk about to the judge when the time came so he could get out of this deal because he wound up with, well, like $10.4 million and right. she got two. So I wanted to ask you, you're a lawyer, right, Oh, Mm-hmm. Some, right. Someday. <laughs> All right. Well, I've, you, I've stayed at a Holiday Inn Express <laughs> once. You're the St. Louis uh, tax lawyer, man. Yeah. Okay, so he wins $10 million. Mm -hmm. Did he win, though? Is yeah. that what happened? I thought he was judged. He got, oh, he got an award for libel, correct? All I know so, is they said he, he got $10 million. She got two. He got, yeah, so he's, so they each got awarded. So it's $15 million. I just pulled it up. Okay. $15 million he gets in damages, and then she got two, which is sort of interesting. So they, they basically had cross lawsuits going yeah. on. Yeah. So he was alleging that her libel, her slanderous claims uh, were worth $15 million and she got $2 million. So they both were found to have libeled the other. Yeah. But my libel, question, slander, it's all kind of the same thing. My question is the law profession. Yeah. Who pays Johnny Depp that $15 million? She has to. Well, she ain't got the money. So what happens now? Well, so now, if assuming the appeals process plays out and these yeah. judgments hold up or these jury verdicts hold up it becomes a judgment and like any judgment it would be on him to go after collection so she would ah. she would have to either voluntarily pay it now you could have a situation where and this happens sometimes where somebody gets a judgment against somebody and they don't want to have to and, and that person that they have the judgment against may be hard to collect against or may, uh -huh. you know, hide their assets or, or do things like that to yeah. keep the money away from whoever they owe money to. They could actually uh, settle. They could agree, hey, we'll resolve this judgment for $15 million in exchange for you making a lump sum payment of $5 million or something oh, really? like that. Oh, but really? there would be a judgment entered in the court. So when yeah. I worked at DOJ, I mean, we would get judgments and tax cases against taxpayers that owed money. Yeah, and then it would be on us to try to collect it. Yeah, and if they didn't have any assets, then he might not be able to collect it. But in some cases, they might have hidden assets, and then we'd go try to, you know, you can See. do 
you can do discovery uh-huh. in the collection phase of a case. Uh-huh. So you could do a deposition just to find out what assets do you have, where do you make money. Yeah. They could garnish your wages if she's getting paid to be in movies or whatever the case may be. There are a lot of different tools. They could garnish bank accounts. That's a common. In Missouri, they call them garnishments. So they garnish a bank account, wages, um, and that's all ordered by a court that you know where you have a judgment. Well, see, this is... But it's part- a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of work to collect. That's why. That's another reason why cases settle. Uh-huh. Because... I see. You don't mess with all hand that. It's a burden situation, right? Right, right, Because right. you could go get a jury verdict, and then, like in the St. Louis Rams lawsuit, for example. Yeah. They could have waited for a jury verdict. They could have waited for the appeals process to play out, and then all they would have, hopefully, would have been a judgment, and then it's on them to go collect it from Kroenke and other... And not that he would... Well, he might be hard to collect against. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, what does yeah. he have liquid? Versus a settlement where it's like, the settlement is such that you have to pay you have to this pay. amount of money by this you. date or else you go to there jail? is no deal. No, well, you could go to jail if you commit perjury and yeah. you lie about your assets. Yeah. Or in the case of the IRS, if you're hiding assets um, to avoid collection, that's the same as tax evasion. See, my first disillusionment with the system was back about 1974. The guy owed me $1,500 for uh, some work I'd done for him. All right? So... He didn't pay me, didn't pay me, didn't pay me. So I took him to small claims court. Mm-hmm. In small claims court, he didn't even show up. Mr. Ben Ruby, you win the deal. Mr. Jones owes you $1,500. Okay, so it's over. I go up to the judge. Where's my, you say, where's my money? And I, and I say to him. <laughs> where's, the, where's the cashier? Where, where do I get yeah, my money? Yeah, where do I get my money from? So, oh, you get it from Mr. Jones. <laughs> I said, what? You mean uh, I went, went through all this? To have what I had in the beginning anyhow? Yeah. Because I know I'm not going to get it from Mr. Jones. At that point in time, I became disillusioned with, with the, the system. With the law. Because that, as the it's kids say. It's frustrating. Yeah, it is frustrating. It's just, as the kids say. I'm not saying it, but as the kids say, it's bullshit. Man. Well, that's why it's always a good idea, too. If you're doing business with somebody, maybe you're hiring a contractor, uh-huh. you might want to look them up on Missouri CaseNet because you uh-huh. can find out a lot about somebody if they've got a whole host of judgments against them yeah. you know for breach of contract and you can see that on on uh case net it's probably not somebody you want to be doing business with because it means right. they've been stiffing a lot of people out of money and it is very difficult and expensive because you most likely would have to hire a lawyer to who knows what they're doing to try to collect the judgment we've done some debt collection work uh in the non-irs context and it's very uh difficult if you have a party who doesn't want to pay and is is crafty enough to put their assets out of their hands, but using yeah. what we call nominees or alter egos. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a theory called fraudulent conveyances where uh-huh. someone, uh, you know, you, it's a, it's a, it's a legal theory where you can go after someone personally. If you, you know, think that they have fraudulently conveyed their assets to someone else, you can go after that person and try to get the money back. Um, because the intent was there to kind of avoid creditors. Um, that's actually what I did that presentation on in Florida was, you know, people are out there promoting Sorry, quote in Florida unquote, last week, right? That was, uh, I was on vacation last oh, no. week. Oh, okay. I should give Florida residency as much time as I'm should spending it? down there. I was down in Lauderdale about a month ago for that conference. Yeah. And then I was down in 38 last week for a family vacation with the in-laws. We had, Oh, with the in-laws. Yeah. Celebrating uh, poppy. It was my father-in-law, the great poppy. Yeah. 70th birthday. 
all of us under one roof. We had 24 people staying in the same house. It was sort of insane. 14 kids, 10 adults. It was it was interesting. It's got to be crazy. I had never been. Have you ever been down to uh, 30A? 30A. The north what, the what panhandle is. of Florida. I've never been to the panhandle. So it's 30A. I would describe it as the area stretching from Destin to the west all the way over to like Panama City to the east. Uh-huh. 30A is the highway that runs right. along the coast between those two Beautiful. places. And then, oh, it was gorgeous. And yeah. the weather weather was perfect. Um, no rain, really. I think there was, you know, the tropical storm was brewing down right. in southern Florida. Northern Florida didn't have rain. But it was also not, I mean, it was probably in the 80s, 90s, but it wasn't like scorching hot like it gets down in yeah. south Florida. Uh, so it was great. We had a great time. Beach nearby, had a pool, had... Uh, have good warm weather like uh yeah good warm weather huh, um, never been there. there was a shark a shark sighting oh really i was gonna say shark attack but nobody was attacked but there yeah. was like a four or five foot bull shark Woo, that really? swam by my nephew was actually in the water it swam right by him really people were on the beach going crazy screaming yeah. hollering my father-in-law started doing the baby shark thing put his hands over his head doing <laughs> this, doing this. <laughs> try to alert people the people in the water had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Um, luckily, no one was no one was bit or yeah. injured by the shark. But pretty scary. Uh, pretty scary situation to have. I don't care if it is. I mean, bull sharks. The guy made a comment. Goes, yeah, bull sharks normally don't bite unless they're uh-huh. unless they're uh, antagonized. But I'm thinking to myself, well, yep. if a kid unknowingly kicks one, I mean, they could easily rip your arm off. So it's pretty pretty scary. And that's why I don't do natural bodies of water. I'm not a natural body of water exactly. swimmer that's for the fish that's for the wildlife that's right i prefer pools with chlorine yep. and you know knowing that there's not some creature lurking in the shadows and the depths in the late 70s i was with the band we were playing in daytona beach and uh spring break did a month at big daddy's was the name of the place and i went out body surfing one day all right and i had the body to body surf back then now i'm more of an anchor and a body surfer, but I was a body surfer. So I'm body surfing. I'm coming through the water to the shore, body surfing on the wave. So and the body I, to to so I'm clear. Body surfing is no board. You're just no board. You're riding just, the wave in. You're planked. Okay. And you're just riding. The I have wave. a hard time imagining you doing this. I did. But, but, okay, go on. And so I'm body surfing, and as I'm going coming to the shore and everything. A school of jellyfish. I'd say it looked like maybe 50 jellyfish came up around me. And I'm thinking, you ever get stung by a jellyfish, I have. you could die off it. Oh, really? No, you don't die from jellyfish. I would because I'm tender. <laughs> maybe I'm not for, like you, man. You You're a lawyer. You have somebody pee on you. That's the move. You got to have somebody pee on you. <laughs> That's exactly right. There was a Friends right. episode. There was a Friends That's episode. Exactly right. Do you remember Friends? I never watched Friends. Friends? Yeah, well, okay. Let's I saw not, the last not, episode, and it was horrible. It's nowhere near the level of a Seinfeld. I mean, it, it it went on way too long. Yeah. But, I mean, there were some good episodes. And there's one episode where I think it was Monica, Chandler, and Joey go to the beach. Uh-huh. And Courtney, or Courtney Cox, Monica, who's yeah. always smoking hot, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, until now. Have you seen her lately? She's had weight. Like, she looks like a plastic. I mean, like, her face is unrecognizable. Well, I digress. Yeah. Okay. She gets bit by a jellyfish or stung, and Joey and Chandler have to pee on her, and it like scar- <laughs> it scars all of them. It's the whole thing scars all of them. <laughs> That's Pretty hilarious. Good. All right, so sorry. So you're surrounded okay. by a school of jellyfish. Yeah, but none of them touched me, and I got inshore. But from that point on, I never, ever went out in the ocean uh, uh, 
except maybe ankle weight, right. you know, and that's it. I just go to the pool. What I like is the condo, the pool, and the ocean. So yeah. I can look at the ocean. I can walk in the sand. You know, you want to be romantic or something like that. I don't swim out there no more. I used to all the time swim out in the ocean. Too dangerous. Well, the for other me now. problem is Jelly if you go out in the water. I like sitting on the beach. My favorite thing to do would be to sit on a beach like at sunset. Sure. Like when it's cooler, it's not you know not as yeah. hot. You like taking long um, walks on the beach? I don't mind it. It's nice. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. You in work the, the calf muscles in the moonlight. You can work. <laughs> You work at calf muscles. Sure. Hopefully, don't cramp up like you're right. experiencing. Um, but I do like walking on the beach. What I don't like is getting wet and then having the sand oh, stick all over your the body. The worst. So that's worst. another huge, huge yeah. downside. That's of why the I beach. like pools, man. Pools are great. Yeah, exactly. You right. know what I like is a pool that maybe has that zero entry where you can just walk into it. Because I don't yeah. like stairs oh, oh, and I yeah. don't like the damn ladders. I yeah. find it very difficult to get out with a ladder. Do you find that? Oh, I hate the ladders, man. The ladders are Even very when I was difficult. thin, I hated the I ladders. I would prefer to swim to the other side of the pool and yeah. get out. Because the other thing is, when you get out of a pool, sometimes you got little bag, things bag up. Things yeah. tend to get kind of yeah. around your, you know, around your uh, privates. And I like to be able to kind of. Shake that out a little bit, and not you know the ladder can make it tough to. It might, does that make sense? That's your new name, Bags Milton. <laughs> but I don't like the ladders, <laughs> man. Bags, it, and if it hurts my feet, the ladders often have very the worst. hard metal that you have yes. to put your weight on. And the worst. You and I are bigger guys. So you're putting a lot of weight, yeah, on those ladder rungs. So yeah. I much prefer a stairwell. Oh, definitely or even better. A ramp. Steps, yes. Right. Or that, ramps, the best. That's the thing man. too. The 38 beaches. So you're sitting up like the the houses that are on the beach. We weren't on the beach, but like even the houses that are there, there's this huge drop off. You know, they've got like these dunes between the street level and the yeah. and the beach, and so there's a huge drop uh, in terms of elevation. So you had to go down all these stairs to get down to the beach, and we got a stroller with a baby and yeah, right. bringing all your stuff. It's just a lot of work to yeah. to haul everything you down know, to the beach. You know the the other worst water scenario I've ever been in. What's that? I was at one of the amusement parks that has a big wave pool. I ain't going to name no names. I don't need no trouble. All right. So this has it's a huge wave pool. I was doing a gig for one of the radio stations. Done with the gig. I'm walking by the wave pool. Like, All right. I'm on, you know, going by the wave pool, taking my shoes off and just be in the edge of the wave pool and standing in the wave pool with the waves going, whoa, splashing and everything. I don't say this in the wrong way, but there was this hillbilly. And he's eating one of them big turkey drumsticks like they sell at the I know concessions. where you were. You can yeah. say it. You're at Six Flags. <laughs> Hurricane Harbor. Hurricane Harbor. There's nothing. The turkey legs always sound a lot better than they actually taste. Am I exactly. right on that? I've only done one, and yeah. that was enough. Yeah, but this guy was eating it in the water. All right, <laughs> so now. So, yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, where's a lifeguard? I say, hey, you don't eat in the water. Yeah. And I stood uh, there and watched him eat in the water. Uh, Almost the whole turkey leg. And I'm thinking, oh, if he throws this thing in, I'm, I'm jumping in with all my clothes, man. Yeah. And he didn't. I left, and I, I never went in those kind of pools ever again, man. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend those. I've seen, like, braids floating around in those. I mean, that's yeah. there's some nasty stuff in those those wave pools. And because it's never really that calm, you don't really know what's up. I mean, it's they're just kind of disgusting. I like water parks, though. I, I enjoy, love water parks. I enjoy man. every other part of a water park yeah. except for the wave pool. Yeah, exactly. Especially Lazy when you river. Got, yeah, of course, man. Lazy get a raft river. and just uh, float on, man. Get a nice suntan and everything. Fantastic. Oh, it's been a long time since I had a suntan. 
I miss the Caucasian. I tried to work anymore. on that a little bit. I got. What do you think? Well, you got a golfer's tan. Huh? I do have a. It's a. My wife was commenting on my yeah, farmer's tan because I wear. I'm a big fan. I'm a big proponent of the swim shirt. It's a little what, emasculating. What is that? Where you wear like an SPF shirt, like a that, long what shirt. What is it? FBF. Like a, imagine a long SPF. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what SPF stands for, but it has something. It's a long sleeve shirt. Yeah. So it has sun protection. So uh, it's a long, it's it like would, a yeah. t-shirt because you've talked about wearing t-shirts. Yeah. But this is like a special material that doesn't stick to your body like a t-shirt does. Ah. But it also provides sun protection. So then I don't have to worry about someone having to spray down my back or my chest or whatever. So I just throw that on. And then I I just have to put sunscreen on my face and my legs and I'm good to go. Yeah. So that's what I did down in Florida. Ah. Picked up a new sun shirt, swim shirt, actually. Did you take the RV or did you uh, go... No, we didn't. We actually had it rented for a weekend. Oh no, good. Um, yeah, we've got a, very good. We've got a, quite a few bookings coming up. Yeah, um, it's actually <laughs> in the really? shop right now. There was a there was an incident um, with one with the most recent. Oh no, kid. I don't even want to talk about. It. Hopefully, it'll get fixed and we'll be fine. But uh, we did not take the RV. We drove the STL tax lawyer truck. Yes, uh, which was great. We drove the twelve hours because um, we had just the, you and your uh, wife. And the kids. Oh, they had the whole So gang. the three kids. Wow. So we're marketing all the way down yeah. to, to 38. I mean, we're yeah. getting hits on the website all up and down, <laughs> all up and down the coast and uh, headed How south. I never see your stuff on, on my Facebook page, man. What do you mean? Well, you know, they say, uh, here's Bob Jones, and then there's Bobby's uh, eating hot dogs at the beach or something like that. Hey, you like hot. my stuff all the time whenever I post stuff. I don't see it enough, man. Well, I don't post that. I mean, I haven't posted that much. Oh, I see. Okay. Continue, when I post it, you'll see it. Uh, we stopped in Tuscaloosa on the way down. Ah, Tuscaloosa. To show Freddie. Freddie Milton got to see his future alma mater. We had a morning meet and greet. If you're sending him down there. Nick Saban, you know, he yeah. wanted to talk to him. Uh, you know, about I would have thought you'd send him to Notre Dame class or somewhere. Of, man. Class of 2034, we're thinking. Yeah. Left-handed quarterback. Yeah. SEC. You know, I, I think know. There's some potential Nick will be there. gone by then. Um, hopefully not. No, I'm just kidding. We didn't meet with him. But um, got to see the campus, which was super cool. Um, actually pulled the truck right up in front of the football stadium. And I had a guy yell out, God bless you, sir, for fighting the IRS. The thumbs up. Um, we got our picture in front of the Nick Saban statue, the Paul Bryant statue. Uh, they have a Nick Saban statue, statue down there? Statue. Statute. Yeah. Statue. statue. Um, they have a Nick Saban statue. That really? was really not very flattering. Not very well. Not it, a very is good it dude. better than the... Stan the Man statue in front of the I don't think there's anything better than the Stan the Man statue. It doesn't look like Stan the Man. You don't like it? No. Uh, well, I could kind of see that. But I think it's cool. I think the... like the, well, It's cool to have a statue the of Stan stand. the Man there, but Stan the Man should look like Stan the Man. That's a good point. I haven't, really looked at, I haven't looked that closely at it. But I can tell you, this one was not very flattering. The Paul really? Bryant one was cool. They had a Paul Bryant museum. Oh, yeah. need to walk around in there. Um, How about Nick Saban, Saban and uh, what's that guy's name? From uh, Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Texas A&M. Texas A&M. He called him out because Texas A&M, I guess, has given all their players NIL deals. So they're paying a million, you know, six figures to to play there. I think it was more of a shot. Nick Saban was trying to rile up the Alabama fan base and their alums to say, hey, you guys need to get with the program because these other schools, their people are shelling out hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars to get talent. So I think it was more of a, hey, we're going to stay competitive in this environment. Yeah. We're going to have to start shelling out the NIL money to get, yeah. get players. It's true. It it's is. just reality now it of college is. sports. It's really sad in terms of, you know, money. I mean, basically, it's 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 all about the money now yeah. for these kids. If they're getting recruited, well, how much money are you going to pay? Them? Yeah. 
It's a about, big deal. How uh, about the, the Manning kid, the high school quarterback, getting ready to go into college? Archie is his name. Archie Manning, that's right. Obviously, he doesn't need money, but. No, but can you imagine the NIL deals that he, he's oh, going to get off of this whole deal? Huge. And actually, so he's, I think, is, uh, I, I believe it's Peyton and Eli's nephew. Nephew. It's Cooper, their older brother, exactly. who supposedly was the better athlete of all of them. Exactly. And he got hurt. His son, Archie Manning, is being recruited by everybody. Yeah. I think he's narrowed it down to Clemson and Alabama as his wow. final two. I don't know what's going to happen. But, yeah, he would be a huge yeah. – his ability – like little John Daly. John Daly's son just signed a deal with Hooters. He plays John golf. John Daly, the golfer? Yeah, his son is – they call him Little John Daly. Oh, really? Kind of reminds me of little, little Jerry Seinfeld on the, on the, <laughs> the rooster. His name is – he goes by Little John Daly. He signed a deal with Hooters. As a sponsorship deal, he's playing golf at the University of Arkansas. I think he's a sophomore now. Really? Yeah. So that's uh, pretty funny. I used to love John Daly. He's great. There's a podcast. Um, the Jay, <laughs> Jay Cutler, uh, remember the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, Broncos, the Bears, Vanderbilt. He has a podcast out, and it's. I find his voice, and I say that as someone who hates my own voice, I find his voice to be very boring. But he's had some really good guests on, and he had a podcast with John Daly on there. And John Daly is like, I mean, that guy is as conservative as they come. He yeah. is, absolutely loves Trump. It was funny to hear him talk about Trump. He calls him Daddy Trump. That's what he <laughs> talked about, how he's known Trump for a long time, and he talked about how he's one of the greatest people you know, you've, he's ever met and all the things he's done for him over the years. It was kind of interesting. Uh, the podcast is Uncut with Jay Cutler. Yeah. I don't know if he's circumcised or not. I don't know where the name comes from, but. That's what I think when uncut. I hear, when I hear uncut these cutler days. yeah cut uncut cutler circumcised yeah but it's a great it's a it's a really uh, he has some really good guests on there and he also it's kind of refreshing to see celebrities who aren't afraid to speak about their conservative views yeah that is because that's, that's starting to happen now that's starting to happen it's happening more and more yeah but for a long time there's been uh, you know I think a real fear for people yeah uh, to do that. Um, more and more athletes, I think, are getting more and more comfortable. But it's still, I mean, you're taking a huge risk. Like, I don't know if you saw this week, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays had five players who refused to wear gay pride patches on their jerseys. Really? Citing religious concerns. And sure. I'm sure they're going to get completely roasted for right. for doing that. And it just kind of shows you how far, th- you know, think political correctness has kind of gone from being almost, it's, it's become... Uh, you know, you get attacked for yep. taking views and, and, you know, can, you know, we talk about cancel culture and those things, but there are more and more people like Jay Cutler and others um, who aren't afraid to speak their mind. And it's refreshing. That's what it should be. I mean, America should be about free speech. You should have a right to have it no opinions. longer can be man because the trend has started and the trend will be, if you don't like what I like, I'm going to try to break your back as best I can. And that's what's happening. And that's what's going to continue to happen. And that's why, there's going to be a downfall to it all, and something new is going to take its place. And I hope that something new is not something from a foreign shore. Well, that's scary to think about. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that the kind risk. Of stuff you, happens, man. There are, yeah, I mean, countries out there that don't have freedom of speech. I mean, that's one of the one of the key freedoms to ensuring a democracy is yep. the ability to say, speak your mind, oppose what you know the, the the people in power are saying and doing. And I mean, if you start picking and choosing what kind of speech you're going to accept as, as um, you know, what you're willing to tolerate, then I think it becomes very problematic because there are places, Russia, China, where you can't, you could can be killed. Right. You could be, you could be in prison for, you know, for speaking your mind. And it's kind of getting, 
in a way, you're kind of putting like a virtual prison here in America if you take certain positions. That, mm-hmm. But you like legitimate positions, positions that aren't, in my opinion, um, you know, that aren't racist or aren't, you know, whatever politically, whatever word you want to use. You're not a bigot if you feel X about something, but that's how, mm-hmm. you know, some on the far left will make people feel if they speak a certain opinion. And then you're kind of virtually canceled by way of lose your job, lose your, right. you know, you lose your position, lose yeah. your show, lose whatever the case may be. And it's really scary. It is. They try to make you lose your dignity, have too, you, man. Have you ever been canceled, Smash? Has there ever been a canceled uh, campaign uh, Close. I you? came I came. When close. you were on the radio, did you ever? Yeah. Did you ever? And I'm thinking about you. Like, you were in the heyday. I mean, back then, you didn't have social media. Right. Like, when you were at the, you know, at right. the top of the top of the mountain. Yeah. Ishi days. Yeah. Did you ever do anything on air that almost got you fired or? Uh, almost, yeah. Tell, tell us about that. Uh, the first one really happened when I was working in, in D.C., Washington, D.C., at D.C. 101 Radio. I was relatively new. I had started in June, now it's November. And so uh, <laughs> I said, and, and I think I can say it now because the well, damage is already done, all right? But I said, because we were supposed to be controversial back then, and I was talking about the pilgrims because it was Thanksgiving time. And I said, well, if it wasn't for the pilgrims coming over and taking over America, we'd all be speaking like Tonto. The Lone Ranger, his mm-hmm. Indian companion. How dare you? And, oh, well, let me tell you what, the place got picketed. This big Seriously? size. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, also kind of a stupid com- it's also kind of a stupid comment because well, if the pilgrims be. didn't come here, <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't be here. But we'll we'll leave the the stupidity of the comment alone and just focus on the racist nature well, of it. Yeah, that was <laughs> what it was back then. And so yeah, you got it wasn't a cancel culture back then, but they sure did have a ferocity as to and this was the Native American. So now you foundation. can call you can call Native Americans Indians now, right? Because we went through I don't a period. Know if you can or not. We went through a period where it was Native Americans. Yeah, right. Now I feel like people call them Indians. Yeah. Am I wrong on that? Indigenous peoples, that's the word. Indigenous peoples. That's, how the, that's, that's exactly that's, right. That's the proper nomenclature. Yeah, indigenous. Because we dealt with this at the campus of University of Illinois when I was there. with Chief Alinaway. That's right. You know, they got him kicked off campus, yeah. even though there was widespread support for it. You know, there was, you know, it was, it was, it was an honorary thing to have, you know, Chief Alinaway dance at halftime. And, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I found it to be – because the thing I worry about is if you take away these things – is that going? Are people going? Like I, I would think if you were an indigenous person, you don't want people to forget about how you were here first, right. and like this was your land. And we, yeah. I mean, it's true. We took the land yeah. from those people. There's yeah. no disputing that. Yeah, I mean, but does that make me a bad guy? No, I it had was nothing a, to it do with bad, those it people. Was a bad, I had nothing bad, to do with those people. It was a bad joke, more so because it wasn't funny. I don't think it was racist. <laughs> I don't think it was racist. It was funny for the times, I thought. Yeah. Nevertheless, uh, yeah, the next day, there was uh, pickets from the Native American Foundation, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, ban the smash, ditch the smash, smash the smash. Smash the smash. One. I yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Smash the smash. Smash the smash. And so, uh, you know, I had to take three days off because back then they Paid suspended leave. you for, for three days. Oh, yeah. Uh, they suspended you for, for three days. And so I thought to myself, oh, man, I'm going to get busted bad because this is Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. And that was kind of like a, an unfortunate political statement of sorts. And so I'm going to uh, 
lose my job because of that statement, but they were open-minded over there at the station, knew that nothing was mean-spirited out of it. It was just a stupid joke. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, the first one, and then a number of others after that. I remember when I first got on the radio and I said, ass, right? Because that's musician talk. And I said ass for some reason, kicking ass, whatever I said. It was about 1977, maybe 78. And I got suspended for, for three days for saying ass on the radio. And now they're <laughs> saying all kinds of stuff. And I guess I'm a pioneer in uh, that kind of uh, debacle as far as on air is concerned. So do they give you like training, F- like the FCC, they regulate yeah. the airwaves, right? Supposed to. So, but that only applies to like terrestrial radio. See, I don't I guess, understand that. Like, why is? I mean, I guess they don't want you know. Kids you're right. To hear it only it. applies to terrestrial because they're not a part of uh, the internet. Right, but I'm saying is the idea. I guess you don't want a kid riding a car. I mean, why? Why is that any different than a podcast? Good point. Because it's maybe you stumble across it as a kid. You're trying to. There's a well, because, measure of protection there because a podcast has no liability as far as money is concerned. What's on the air for a radio station in the name of a radio station has a liability, and right. that liability is supposed to be protected so that it doesn't become a liability, protected by the FCC, if not by station management. Why do they have to do station breaks? You're listening to KMOX. Well, back then you had to. They still do it, though. Don't, yeah, I think it's like I haven't required. listened for a while. Um, you don't listen to the radio <laughs> Aren't you on the radio? I'm on the radio, yes. So, uh, don't you have to do station 94. breaks? 94.3 FM. At, at your station, don't you have to do station breaks? You're listening to 94.3. No. No? No, it's no, not no. required, are you sure? No, I do. I do say you're listening to Smash Daily Radio. On X On FM. my mix 94.3. Yeah, I think you're required to do that. Otherwise, uh, why the hell do they do it? Well, I'm not required to do it. Uh, neither is any of the other quote unquote. Then why jocks. do they do it though? They'll be like, "All right, they listen to a Cubs game." And like, it's you know, being, you're it's, listening to WGN Radio. Yeah, well, it's done by the quote unquote station announcer. Yeah. So that does not make me the station announcer to have to do that. The announcer does that. I do whatever I want because it's Smash I'll Daily do what Radio. I want. I'm Smash. I'm very fortunate the FCC like that. Could kiss my ass. Well, I'm very fortunate like that. All right, so we have the Tonto incident. I've been incident. doing this 45 any other, years. Any other incidents? Um, uh, one of the biggest incidents, yeah, one of the biggest incidents was uh, me and you, man, were on the air over at KC. Oh, and, you, man. I thought you said yeah. me and you, man, like you're talking to me. No, no, no you, man, KC, uh, famous, famous DJ yeah. in St. Louis. And we had this nice, uh, really. strong morning show. And uh, one day, you, man, presents to me, says, listen to this, see what you think. Can we, we put it on the air? Because... I was the guy that was running the show. So I listened to it, and it's Don Pardo, the voice of Saturday Night Live. And he would talk, oh, blah, 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 all that kind of funny type stuff. And um, it was him announcing that a war was beginning. Bombs are falling. And it was a joke that was taken off of maybe a Saturday Night Live broadcast, let's say. And so it's him in a parody doing the announcement of World War III. Well, I thought, okay, that's funny, because it was. And um, so I played it. You man was sitting off to the side over there, and I played it. The mistake that I made was that I didn't come on after it and say, hey, everybody, that was just a joke. Don't worry about it. 
I went into some war song after that or something like that. And, and uh, oh, the, the fans got very, very angry. You man said, I'll go ahead and take care of this. Don't even worry about it. So I backed out. You man took care of it. And uh, it has dissipated now. But that, that was big because you man got suspended, I think, for maybe a week or two. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he took the hit for that. Uh, yet at the same time, I was the guy who okayed that. And I okayed that in a way that was aligned with comedy, but I didn't come back on the backside as the announcer for the show. People start jumping from their balconies. Oh, it was. the world war yeah, going on. Yeah, and they did, and that was the mistake. I didn't say, hey, everybody, that was just a joke. Let's rock and roll and go into Journey or something like that, you know, yeah. Skinner or whatever it is. So that was big. You man took the hit on that though, but uh, he I seems like a great guy. Oh, he's always been a great guy, yeah, man. Yeah, just like very, I don't know, humble and very. Down when I first came to town, uh, they told me ownership over there at Casey, uh, we've not had the success we wanted with these guys from Atlanta who would come in. And I knew they weren't going to because these guys were uh, what were called adult contemporary guys, and they're this happy-go-lucky type smiley smiley stuff so they brought me in i was supposed to start on their station in new york city they called me three days before and said listen we got a problem at Keishi. corcoran's kicking our ass over there would you consider coming to Keishi? so they brought me into st louis i sat at the hotel over there uh at uh, union station and i listened to Keishi for four days and the owner of um Casey said, listen, we want you here. You think you can handle this? I said, sure. And he said, you can go ahead and fire you, man, and fire Rob Buttery. And I thought to myself, okay, they want me to fire him as opposed to them <laughs> firing him, so it makes me the bad guy. And I thought to myself, these guys ain't done nothing wrong, you know? And so I, I kept both those guys uh, Buttery eventually left. You men, of course, is a, a monolith here in, in this town. And that's how it started up at uh, at Keishi. And wow. one of the things that we were all about was a sophisticated controversy because I had to be on the controversial parallel to JC, who was the adversary here, who we were fighting. And if I wasn't, then I was wussied out like the boys who came in before me then um then i lose and i at least uh i don't lose yeah the radio wars we talked about radio wars were magnificent man everybody back. made money off of that man well it's like i think what, like howard stern back in the day i mean they're just i mean he's on xm now obviously yeah. but i mean there was the morning drive competition was yeah. like pretty intense even here exactly. in st louis i remember when cornbread Oh, yeah. Cornbread, right. WL. He killed it, man. Like he I did. feel like he, did. he came into town. Yeah. And there was, I don't remember who was on the bull at the time. Um, I don't know. They had a morning show and like they obviously brought in cornbread to try was to. Was it uh, Craig Cornette? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, maybe it was. I don't yeah. know. But I remember in like in high school, it was like it was a big deal. Like who which I mean, I was a big country music, so it was like who would you yeah. gonna listen to WIL or and I don't feel like there's that much anymore. It's more about it's more personality driven. Yeah, there's and and frankly, there's just not. I don't think people are listening to the radio as much. 
Well, so people listen to their playlists. They listen now. to podcasts. They listen to yeah. XM. I, I still think XM is, you know, as as big of a flop right. as it may be financially, it's still kind of nice. Like on our trip yeah. down there, we had XM radio, so I didn't have to, you know, scan the scan the dial to try to find music. I knew exactly which stations to tune to. So that was uh, part of the heartbreak great. of my career was I was offered three jobs on XM and I, I didn't take a one of them. But nobody talks on XM. You would have had your own show though. Yeah, like a talk show. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I was going to do. Um, either the 50s or 60s is what they were thinking at that particular point in time. So they brought me in every summer, beginning of the summer, offered me some large money, but the kids were in high school. and We did not want to up, just uproot the kids yeah. to move to Washington, D.C., because XM was in D.C. at yeah, that they were time. There, yeah. And so I, uh, I didn't take any of those three gigs. And, uh, and that's one of the... You know, sometimes people say, well, did you, is there anything you regret? And, you know, people say, oh, no, I would have done it the same way. Yeah, I regret a whole lot of stuff, you know? But you I wouldn't have done it the way. same way. Yeah, but I did it my way, right? I've had, I had a few. few. And again, too few. You've, you've got mentioned. something, you've got a few to mention. Yeah. <laughs> you've got a few to mention. But uh, I have been fortunate <clears throat> that um, I've been able to be controversial to my extent without being as holistic to another extent, you know? And I've been very fortunate in the towns that I've been in that the populace, the audience accepted me. Some of them didn't get me at first. (laughs) I'll never forget when I first came to town, JC, you know, we were fighting against each other. And um, so I, in Indianapolis, had done some commercials for a tuxedo company. And that tuxedo company was in the disco era in the late 70s. So I'm over there and they're playing disco music and I'm saying, hey, get your, or the, uh, you know, that dance, whatever, get your tuxedos over or whatever the name of this place was. And so JC found that somewhere and played that and told everybody, this is not a rock and roller. This is a disco guy. And that was hilarious, man. And that's how intense it was. Because that's hilarious. Well, he yeah. called you out by name, JC. I love that guy, man. No, but he would he would uh, he would attack you on his on his show. Yeah, as I would uh, on mine. That's hilarious. It was fantastic. But man. I also feel like you were of an era where, like back in the day, then you were a true DJ, and that like you had a craft. And I see that with you today as uh-huh. you try to make suggestions to me on how we should <laughs> how we should have the show. <laughs> Um, like you, you took pride in the craft, whereas today it doesn't really matter. Like it's all about, right. It's just like, and that's like that. Okay. So that'll take me into like, you know, we've been doing this show for two years now. Yeah. I'm kind of getting fatigued with the grind of a Uh weekly one hour. I don't even prepare for it, but it still weighs on your mind. Sure. Right. I think this show is entertaining. Yeah. I enjoy doing it, but like, if you really want to get like, picked up or you know i don't even know what i would I, I i like what we have and i think i don't know how many people listen we get download stats and it's i think decently impressive i think are you trying to tell me you don't want to be married anymore <laughs> no i'm not saying that at all i'm saying though like to quote unquote make it now in entertainment or yeah. in radio i think you either had to be like super controversial or like you're just not going to get paid like people i'm sure these guys like, you got paid well back in the day. I did. But, like, today, if you're going to just be the guy in the afternoon 
playing songs on name yeah. the station. Like yeah. I can't imagine they would pay very much at all for those types of people to be on there. It's kind of like the local news. Yeah. Well, I was getting paid because of creativity, the creativity of being on a stage called radio. And so just That's like, what I'm saying. It was a bigger stage. Exactly right. So you needed a bigger artist and a bigger perform, you know, a, a personality like performance, you. yeah. And um and so nowadays and I ain't saying it's in a bad way, it's just what the <laughs> business calls for. You have a lot of what we call that was this is DJs. That was Bruce Springsteen, this is Bob Seeger, you're rocking on da 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 da. And uh there's no future in that because if you're working for 25000 a year, the next guy can do the same job that was this is for 18. The next guy can do the job for 14, for 13, on, on down. And that's why it's about business. And we're lucky. I mean, I never got into this podcast to make money, mm -hmm. but I've been, we've been well, you fortunate. you should Well, and maybe we will. I just, like, Miller Furniture has been awesome. I mean, yeah. I love Miller Furniture. I love the Miller family. Right. When I started, like, when I told them I had this idea, they immediately said, yeah, we're in. We'll sponsor nice. the studio. And they've been our studio sponsor yeah. for two-plus years now. Yep. Rosalita's has been great. Rosalita's has been there yep. this whole time. Um, we've had others along the way. I mean, I don't, I don't came and yep. name all of them. I and mean, we've had other sponsors. And, frankly, I don't even feel like I scratched the surface on trying to do that because it hasn't. that wasn't the focus of this. this when we started this, remember, we was it two years? It was... I said, ago. hey, Smash, I got an idea for, yeah. got an opportunity to do some bro broker time. Yeah. Would you want to join me? And it was it was just fun. I mean, we it was right in the beginning. It of was, wasn't it? Think Still is fun, though, man. It is fun. It is fun. But I said if it didn't, begin, if it stopped being fun in terms of, you know, the daily yeah. mind weight of doing, doing this, then I wouldn't do it. And I'm not saying I'm there yet, but it is summer, and, like, I thought, you know, maybe we'll take a break. What do you think about taking a break for the summer? Well, breaks are always nice. And then we come back in the fall. Maybe we got a new lineup. Of spawn. I mean, yeah. maybe I do kind of think about ways to improve the show. Maybe we take some of your advice on, oh, this time. on some segment. I don't know, but I think people that, like, I talk to people that listen and they enjoy it. Like, they hopefully learn something. Yeah. We kind of had the tax focus early on. We do, like, yeah. right. we haven't really done that as much. I mean, there's nibbles there, yeah. you know, but we've kind of gone up, especially since we left KFNS, because now... We just do a podcast, and then we can right. just do as long as we want, short as we exactly. want. It's kind of nice. We're more cultural than straight up yeah. um, legal. I would say it's like law, wise. politics. Like, yeah. if you were going to describe, I think the law and politics would kind of be the theme. Of this show? Kind of, yeah. We'd not just, today. Not, not today, no. today's show. No. Just more, you were just talking. But you're kicking me out the door like Sunday did. No, share, we're not. Man. I'm not kicking you out the door. You're kicking the chair kicking out, the, out door, the door, man. Come well, on. Sally's got Bernie's show in the afternoons. I mean, it's just hard yeah. to schedule. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just this is the breakup of Sonny and Cher. It's not man. a breakup. It's not a breakup. We're not breaking up. Oh, I'm just saying. That's what Sonny think, said until he ran into the tree. I think this thing, if given the right, like, focus and plan, that's what I'm saying. We go back to, like, or just maybe we just keep doing this. If you're good with it, I'm good with it. Just the I love doing this, man. The, the, the <laughs> haphazard scheduling. Hey, Smash, you want to? You want to? I mean, literally, yeah. that's what I did today. Yeah. Yeah. You want to record today at four? Yeah, sure. It's and then great. maybe we get some interviews. The interviews have always been fun for me. What's me been, too, man. What's been your? Uh, what have been your? Give me your top five moments of the Mark Millen show. Top five. Wow. Since March. When did we start? April of. Yeah. April of twenty twenty. Uh, in all honesty, I don't say this uh, in the wrong way. Okay. 
But at 72 years of age, I don't have all that much of memory like I used to. It's kind of hard to believe it's been two years, though. Yeah. I but, do think COVID, like, has aged us all. Well, but I don't have years. a mind that I once had. But I have loved all the guests. And I tell you what, I've loved the way you handle the guests. And I love the way you allow me to come in and throw my smash-isms <laughs> to the guests. and Without and getting not, smashed. Without being insultive to them but just being a dumbass and asking questions of the dumbass. And yet at the same time, this is stuff that we need to know. Yep. And so the beauty of it is there is a comedic value to that. And you allow me to throw that in as I need to throw it in. So I love the pickleball uh, discussion we had a couple, two, three weeks ago. Yeah. I love, um, who's that professor from? Anders Walker. I love that guy, yeah, he's man. Good. We need to get him back on. I, oh, you know who I loved was uh, the guy who's out uh, out towards Kansas City. What was that guy's name? Uh, it was about Dan Hawks. That was like a week ago. You remember yeah. this? Hoxie by proxy, man. <laughs> yeah, that's about far as about far back as I remember. Man. Yeah, that was it. All the politicians have been great, and what I hope is that people hear those. Like, I feel like politicians get a bad rap, mm-hmm. and I feel like the ones we've had on are like the good, like the people that I think are. Although we have. My favorite interview, yeah. See, once again, my mind is that lady from D.C. Oh, Darby, Darby. She Grant. was great. That was yeah. a great interview. That was a fun interview, and you allowed me to non-maliciously insult her. Yeah, and yet well, it was very insulting. <laughs> it was not. Your comment about eating or something was very insulting. It was not. <laughs> she laughed. She loved it. Well, of course she's gonna laugh. It's like a more of a. She didn't hang up on us, did she? It was like an uncomfortable. Well, she wouldn't because she's my friend. Oh, is that what it was? No, Darby's great. And actually, Darby got a shout out. I was listening to a podcast. Uh, There's a partner at her firm that does a podcast. It's called Early Returns. Uh He's a big time election law attorney. And he had Ty Cobb on. Ty Cobb was the uh, in-house. He was the White House counsel during the Trump administration. And he basically, Darby worked for him. Really interesting guy. I mean, he's. Uh, unbelievable career and it was interesting because he talked about that Mueller investigation yeah and he told Donald Trump when Trump tried to hire him to be the White House counsel he said I'll do it on one condition stop bashing Bob Mueller because Bob Mueller is a friend of his and he saw the value in not being antagonistic with Bob Mueller and to try you know knowing that Trump had nothing to hide right like you do in litigation like if you have nothing to hide then you generally want to cooperate with the government. You want to yep. cooperate with opposing counsel to reach a resolution, right? Sure. And the resolution in the case of the Mueller investigation was, let's wrap this thing up and find no wrongdoing. Now, I think that was a little naive in the case of the Mueller investigation because I think there were people on the investigation, not necessarily Bob Mueller, but others who were politically motivated and wanted to get they wanted to the, they wanted to reach a certain outcome, regardless of what the facts and the law were. Now, Ty Cobb's point was, you know, let's cooperate. You know, we're not going to require them to issue subpoenas. We're going to get them what they want. And it ended up, ultimately, I think it did exonerate Trump, you know, the ultimate report. And and also the fact that you knew that they, had, you know, uncovered every, you know, unturned, turned over every stone and, like, still didn't find anything criminal about what he did. Now, there was an argument that was sort of weaved into the Mueller report about did he commit obstruction when he told Basically, when he fired Jim Comey, right, or he said something like, "I want you to 
Remember that it was he told Comey like I want yeah. you to stop this investigation or something along right. those lines. And now it's been proven that Comey and Strzok and all these guys were just unbelievably corrupt. And, yep. But the media never talks about any of this. But it was a very unbiased. This guy Ty Cobb is not a partisan. He's not. He even said on the podcast, "I never voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. I don't really like Trump." But I I had a role which was to be a White House counsel, and his off his his job was more so to represent the presidency, mm-hmm. the office of the president. So check it out on Apple iTunes. It's uh, early returns is the podcast. I really enjoyed it. And I did it when I was driving home from Florida. We ended up leaving Friday night about 9 p.m. You drove through the night? Drove all the way through the night. Bravo. Uh, one of the great moves of all time. Yep. Kids fell asleep. I was getting pretty tired about about 1.30 a.m. Uh-huh. Anne Marie took over for about two hours. I switched back into the seat, got back in the driver's seat after popping a five-hour energy, which I've never done before. Those were actually very, uh, really, very good. I've never done it before uh, either. Gave me a second win, and we made it all the way to Marion, Illinois. Really, and stopped at a Cracker Barrel. Delicious. <laughs> Haven't had a Cracker. I love Cracker Barrel. No, it was it was a delicious breakfast at the Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we made it back home by nine thirty or so in St. Louis. So it was about a eleven and a half, twelve hour drive with a couple stops. And yeah, man, was I glad we did that because otherwise we would have been waking up Saturday morning and driving and wasted the whole day Saturday. Saturday. Right. That's Plus, the kids I slept the entire did, time. And they slept the entire, yeah. exactly. But that's what I screaming. always did, man. When we would travel, we travel at night so that when we get to St. Louis, we can go to sleep in our own beds, and then when we wake up, boom, we're yeah, home. Yeah, but you're exhausted. You know? when you get, I mean, I was yeah, exhausted. That's why you go to sleep immediately. I couldn't man. sleep. The kids were awake then. Oh, they were? Yeah. yeah. So it was tough. Well, we had a good, it was a good time, good trip. How you are you with the kids on vacation, man? They They, they take to you? What does that mean? I mean, I'm their father. Do they, do they listen? No. Do right. they do what they're told? No. Do they fight? Yes. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm pretty average. Average father. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, let me slide real quick. What do you think happens on June 9th with this uh, January 6th thing that they're, that they're I'm doing? not even going there. Okay. I don't even want to go right. there. All right. The whole thing is ridiculous to me. But right. Personally, I think it's always been blown out of proportion and not been treated with the same, you know, January 6th was a horrible day in terms of what, you know, yeah. What took place there should have never happened. Right. Um, But the way the Democrats are trying to use it and equate it to some, I mean, it's not, it wasn't an insurrection. Right. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. So they keep using that. I think most people don't care. Like most people have moved on. Yes. They don't want to treat it with the reverence and the, you know, pomp that, the left is trying, and they're trying to make it into like a Pearl Harbor, man. It's just yeah. not, or a 9 11. It's just not, yeah. It's just not there, Smash. Yeah. Just not sure. Well, I'm it's sad now, man. Why are you sad? Well, because we ain't going to be doing this We're show. We're not going to, no, that's not true. We're going to continue doing the show. I'm just saying, I think we have to think about it may not be every week. Okay. But we'll have uh, moments that we can, you know, interviews and things. If we, if you and I, I think, can, it's a lot easier with the two of us to kind of coordinate. Sure. An interview or do whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, so I think that we'll keep that going. I still think, you know, doing the interviews and having, you know, when there's a, a topic that comes up that I want to talk about, I think we should still do it. I think we should get on here, get, you know, that's the beauty of having this studio here. Well, that is indeed the case. I tell you what I'll be doing then. I'll be watching every episode of The Lincoln Lawyer ah, on yeah. Netflix. My man. mom was just telling me she watches The Lincoln Fantastic show. I've seen the movie. And I'm a big the movie fan of was Matthew fantastic. McCona- yeah. Matthew McConaughey is awesome. Yeah, right, right, right. But if you want to see a good show, 
a Lincoln lawyer. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. It's a guy who had like a little drug problem, had to cool out, had to cool, you know, just cool down and everything. So he's been away from lawyering for about a year and a half. And then his old partner gets murdered in the garage uh, of the office building. And he wills the company to the Lincoln lawyer. And uh, so then begins, well, now the Lincoln lawyer is one who could be a murder suspect because he wanted the company, or he could be the next to be murdered because now he's the kingpin of the company. So they go from there, and it's uh, really intriguing, I must say. So you didn't just ruin the whole plot, right? That's the basic. No, no, no. That's the basic startup. Okay. That's the startup. I would like to watch it. I would like to watch it. Yeah, it's the Lincoln lawyer, man. This dude drives the coolest Lincolns. Got one of those new Lincoln vans, you know, and that's cool. Those, like, I think the Navigators are awesome. I'm a big Ford fan. That's what it is. Ford products, Ford Lincolns. The Lincolns are beautiful rides. This guy has, like, a 1964 Lincoln Continental convertible. Well, that's how McConaughey is beautiful. You know, McConaughey does the Lincoln advertising. I feel yes. like that started after the Lincoln Lawyer movie. And Makes sense. Very compelling. Ass. Yeah. Very good looking man. That's good. By the way, if you want to see another good one, The Flight Attendant. And that's at Kelly Cuoco or whoever. Her oh, yeah, is. I like her. Yeah, she's good. She was so on How I Met one. Your Mother. Uh, is that what it was? I thought Wait, she, no. No, she was on that uh, other big hit show. <laughs> the Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. That's yeah, a great show. Done. You ever watched that never show? Never watched it ever. That is a. It's one of the funniest. Really? Uh, oh, it's it's very well done. The yeah. guy who plays the big nerd. Yeah, Jim. He's won a bunch of. Yeah, he's won a bunch of Emmys. Whatever happened to Charlie Sheen, man? I remember, he had a big <laughs> show. Yeah, it was, uh, that was uh, making. He's making mailbox money now because he gets royalties. Wasn't off it Two and, and a Half Men? Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a great show. And the guy yeah. that was uh, John Kreider, I believe, is the uh, other yeah actor. John Kreider. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Well, he kind of went off the deep end. Yeah. I didn't know for the longest time that Charlie Sheen was Emilio Estevez's brother. You didn't. And the Martin Sheen. They, was, they don't look alike. I'll say that. They have different last names. I guess Emilio, yeah, Estevez, yeah. Emilio, Emilio Estevez is a stage name. The great Gordon Bombay from Mighty Ducks. Emilio I just blew Estevez? your mind, didn't I? You're, <laughs> I just blew your Emilio, mind. Emilio Estevez. Is Charlie Sheen's brother. I knew that. Martin Sheen's yeah, son. Right. But Martin Sheen's real name is Estevez, isn't it? I don't know that. Is yeah, that right? That's right. So that's how Sheen's he has a stage name. Sheen is a stage name too. I did not know. Now you just yeah. blew my mind. Estevez is these guys' last names. I did not know that. And you know, don't cry for uh, Charlie Sheen. That guy's <laughs> making big mailbox money coming his way off of royalties and everything. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Well, I'm just trying to be conversational now because I don't want this to end. <laughs> no, it's not going to end. We're not ending the show. This is the Mark Millen Show at the Smash, broadcasting from the ever-so-great Miller Furniture Studios, Miller Furniture with locations in Belleville, Lake St. Louis, and now Ellisville, 1.2 miles east of Clarkson Road. Now, you and Sally went out to Rosalita's after the show last week. Oh, Again, delicious. I had to run out of here. I had a, what did I have? I had a golf tournament yeah. last Thursday. When right. We recorded. So where did you guys end up eating? At Rosalita's. And what did you have? You know, the chips and dip that you yeah. start out with salsa, salsa and all that. And um, you get those veggie these, fajitas. That's, that's what I, I like those because sometimes the meat messes up with my stomach. When you turn seventy two, you're gonna find things out about God, yourself. I gotta, I gotta change some eating. Prepare habits. yourself, all right. I gotta change my. You habits. don't want none of that. You don't even want to know what I ate yesterday. I mean, all I right, had, come on. I had 
unbelievable day of eating. I played in the Joe, I got invited to play in the Joe Buck Classic. All right. At Old Warson. Great, great golf tournament benefiting yeah. Children's Hospital, BJC. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a Joe Buck wing there, which are, we actually have been there. Freddie had a hip issue when he was a baby. And oh, yeah. I mean, that place is, I mean, it kind of, I get emotional talking about it because right. it's, it's just, it's so sad what some people have to go through with their right. kids. And, I know that. Like cancer and just. I totally know that. We makes had to you do feel, that. you know, you get, you're grateful for the blessings you have. But That's right. Um, that's who it benefits. That's who this golf tournament benefits, which, by the way, my team won. We really? Won the whole, whole thing? thing? We won the whole thing. 18 under par. <laughs> oh, really? Net, net best ball format with 21 Jump Street, my handicap being 21. Uh-huh. I was getting a lot of a, a lot of pops, as they call them. Yeah. You get, you get strokes on holes. Yeah. So it was a net best ball. So you everyone played instead of a scramble, everyone played their own ball. So if I I was getting a stroke on every hole, and then because I'm a 21, I got right. two strokes on three holes. Those three holes were all par fours, long par fours. I made pars on all three of them, which uh-huh. gave us net eagles on our scorecard. Really? <laughs> so we finished. I mean, it was a bit of a. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing to win that way, but that's the way <laughs> that's the, the format is. Smash. Right so up. we won. Uh, I got to shake Joe Buck's hand. Got my picture. Yeah. With him. Well, what do you win in those kind of trips? I won a three hundred dollar gift card or gift certificate to the pro shop. Nice. So I'm buy pick up a couple of polos, maybe. Yeah. Maybe a golf club. Maybe a new putter. Nice. But I'm on a new putter. New putter kind of might be old, good. I've got an old putter. Yeah. But I like it. I was putting. I was hot. Yeah. I made some big putts. We got a big uh, golf tournament, the Hellenic Spirit Foundation, because I'm Greek, you know. Yeah, tell us about and it. This is uh, the St. Louis Greek community. If I never want to come on out, we raise money for backstoppers. And on the 26th of June, uh, 26th of June, we are going to have a big tournament out there, the, the Greek Open, it's called. And it's going to be at uh, Persimmon Woods. That's a great course. Yeah. And so. So are foursome still available? Sponsorships available? Sponsorships are available. You can go to greekopen.perfectgolf.com. And, and so the Greek Open, this what is the organization? The Hellenic spirit foundation okay so the hellenic spirit hellenic hellenus is the greek not, goddess yeah but it's also the term for the greeks all right hellenus oh, hellenus is if you're a greek you're an hellenus or a hellenus depending on man woman or beast okay then, yeah and then um spirit we have the spirit of the, the ancient days and uh, it's a foundation where we raise money for various operations and this time it is Backstoppers, which I've been with for 35 years and made uh, a whole whole lot of money with those uh, gigs that we've done for them. So, by the way, Backstoppers, we gave them a million-dollar check for the Guns and Hoses, this last one here, man. It was fantastic. That was epic. You got got me front-row seats. Oh, that was good seats, weren't they? We need to talk about that. Those were good seats, man. I'd like to sponsor that. Those are good seats. Yeah, that was really good. We had, right a good we had a good time. We had a lot of fun. Right on. So if I never went to the Hellenic Spirit Greek Open, it'll be a fantastic thing. Check it out at greekgolf. What was it? <laughs> Greekopen.perfectgolf.perfectgolf.com. Exactly. Go on there. You can donate. You can sign up for a force. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. All right, That's back to Sally at Rose. What did, what did Sally have at Rose Vegas? you remember? He gets the nachos. Yeah, there. yeah. He, he. He, he eats because he don't know no better. By the time he turns 70, his stomach will say, hey, you better lighten up. It won't say stop. It'll say you better lighten up no, like I hear mine you. has. 
That's uh, so, I, mean, I gotta I gotta make some changes because I go to Rosalita, but the Rosalita is just so good. The, the fajitas, the margaritas, all of it, delicious, and they're the happy. Best, man. Check them yeah. out, rosalitascantina.com. Um, think they'll be with us when we come back? Yeah. Are we coming back? Yeah, we're coming back. We are. Okay. Are you sad? I'm kind of sad in a way, and yet at the same time, it's nice to take a break because I know how much you work. You need the break, and I know how much I work. But and the, the thing summer's about it hard, is, and we got so much going on this summer. But I you just, know what, man? Coming to do this is like relaxation, man. Yeah. And the subject matter that we hit is just two guys, as the kids say, shooting the shit, man. Yeah. It's fantastic. I, I enjoy doing it. I just need a break. That could it. be the name of the new show. <laughs> shooting the we shit, We were on a man. break. It's speaking of friends, that was a... Are you with me? What? Shooting the shit. That's the name of the new shooting show. The shit. That's not very original. It's not? No. I like the name. Mark I like Milton it. Show? Yeah, I just think it's easy. How about shooting the shit with Marcus? Get, I think you get too great. Like uncut with Jake. Like just call it the Jay Cutler. Show. Shooting the shit with Uncle Milty. Uncle Milty. I think Mil- Uncle Milty could be my my stage name. Maybe that's the move. We come back we come back under aliases. So we can really, so we can really speak our mind. I already got a phony name, so I'm coming back with another one. No, we'll be back. There's no uh, doubt. About it. I can't good. get I, I, we've, I, this. Is I it's like too good to a show, your, man? No, and it's I do. It is fun. Yeah, I think it's got to be. Uh, yep. When it's and but right now it's stress. Yeah, yeah. I understand what you're stress. saying. Right. And we have a lot going on this summer. We've got trips planned, kids' activities, summer camp. It's just a lot to try to. Schedule. Maybe we'll leave the audience wanting more. Maybe they'll come back in August, you know, if we can come back on a full-time schedule. And I'm not Let's saying. come back in September after Labor Day. We're still going to do. <clears throat> right periodic. after Labor Day. I still want to do period. Like, I got, I saw Ryan O'Reilly yesterday. I, I invited him to come on. We could do uh-huh. an interview with him. That'd be a lot of fun. Yep. Um, I don't know if he'll do it. I think he was just giving me, you know, sort of telling yeah. me what I wanted to hear. But he yeah. acted like he was interested. Huh. I gave him my card. I haven't heard from him. A hockey player. I haven't heard from him. The captain. The captain. Really? Yeah. He was at that the, would be something, man. He was at the golf tournament. Would you talk to him with his front tooth missing, or would you tell him? To well, it's it funny. So I was hanging out with him, and he can, like, flip the tooth around. Yeah, I know. Have you seen him do that? Yeah. It's pretty wild. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I love that kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> well, I was like, whoa. This kind of kind of threw me for a loop. My dad, we're Greeks. Back then, they didn't have, didn't have the dentistry that they got now. Yeah. So my dad had like this false. whole row of front teeth or, or false, and he used to take it and flip them around. Yeah, my grandpa did that too. My grandpa scare us and stuff. Scare the crap out of you. <laughs> snap him at you like a snap. It was the best. It's like a snapping turtle. <laughs> All right, this is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash. We'll miss you. Signing off for, I don't know. At least come back after Labor Day. Maybe, maybe earlier. We'll see. Like I said, we'll, we'll do some stuff. I just want the. I just want people to know. That we're taking a little break. Yeah. You and I aren't taking a break. We're always going to be. We're working. We're always going to be pals, right? Yeah. I would think so. Yeah, I think so. Unless you cancel another show on me. (laughs) Uh, I should have like some sad. (laughs) I just played the trombone smash, didn't (laughs) it? No, it's just take a break. (laughs) Take a pause. Come back. It'll be good. Better than ever. Yeah. When we do come back, it'll be good. This is Mark Mark Millen's show with the smash.